Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Lifestyle Mastery and today I'm excited to have Susan Collier who runs Art and Caden, which is a clothing brand for kids from three months to 10 years that successfully blends art with heart and delivers effortless style with sustainability. In just two years, Art and Aiden now sells to Nordstrom, Amazon and over 350 plus specialty stores in the US alone. This year, they'll be expanding to Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand uh, and many other countries. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you so much for having me, Rohit. I'm excited to explore this podcast with you. Awesome. So, you know, um, uh, I want to know, know, how did you get into this crazy world of entrepreneurship? Um, (laughs) Very interesting. Um, I think I was born an entrepreneur. I I don't think um, there was a a bone to do anything else in my body. Uh, So from a very, very young age, uh, right back to my teenage years, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit, even though uh, it doesn't really come down genetically to me. Uh, but uh, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. So I've always explored various terrains in this journey right from the okay. start of my career. Oh, okay. And, and you know, uh, uh, since, you know, you, you were always entrepreneurial, you can talk about, you know, what was your first entrepreneurial venture? And uh, did you, did, I believe you, you have your roots in India. Uh, did you have, did you have, were parents entrepreneurial or, you know, how did your first entrepreneurial journey start from there? Can you just talk about So I, I am a girl child in between two boys and okay. I spent all my life uh, either on a soccer field or on a hockey field or playing some kind of sport or the other. And okay. my mom insisted that I learn sewing and cooking and uh, things that girls should learn in India. Uh-huh. And, um, I joined a sewing class uh, in my neighborhood and the very first garment that I made, uh, I was able to sell at a profit and um, almost unintentionally started my journey into being an entrepreneur. I just love the fact that I could convert something that I liked to do uh, into a business model. And uh, before the end of that year, I had, I think about 40 machines and my own little tailoring unit and uh, it was just mind blowing how one thing led to another, but that's that's how the journey started. Oh, okay, got it. And and you know what made you start on the art and maiden, you know, which is a kid's uh, clothing brand. Uh, so two decades, two, over two decades since that uh, early entrepreneurial journey in Bombay, India, um, okay. I was running two multi-million-dollar businesses here in the United States, and uh, really had no intention for starting a new business. Um, that was, my professional life was on cruise control. I was, it, was, it was a lot of fun and, and uh, it was an auto mode. Uh, but personally, I kept searching for a deeper meaning to life. I wanted to know what on earth was I put here for? What was my greater purpose? What will be my legacy? And every time I thought about these questions, I could only imagine global landfills because I had brought so much of product into the world. Um, and, and that led me to really retrace and into some deep thinking about how I could align profit with purpose. How could I give prosperity a greater purpose? And that search for a deeper meaning to the work we do and the life we live basically led to the birth of Art in Eden. 
Oh, okay, got it. And you know, I I, I noticed it's a public benefit corporation. It's a hundred percent organic company. So so, what does a public benefit corporation mean? You have to give away profits to uh, to the charity so or something? A public benefit corporation is a new kind of U.S. corporation, and it okay. basically clearly establishes the intention intention of the business since inception to include public good as the company charter, in addition to maximizing shareholder value. So that's why we basically built the company to choose to have the freedom to serve the goals of our corporate constituencies, as well as our shareholders, our stakeholders, like our shareholders, our employees, our customers, local and global communities. So we take into consideration a 360 degree perspective of how business could be used as a force for good. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, you, you use hundred percent recycled packaging and, you know, uh, it's an organic company. So, um, so, you know, how do you, how do you use recycled packaging to, to, uh, is it used to, uh, for, for packaging or is it, you know, you use uh, the raw materials or also to, to create truths? So Art and Eden, our vision was to contribute in ways that are big and ways that are small to making our world a better, brighter and greener place. We okay. do that one thoughtful product, one valuable life, and one considered choice at a time. So invariably, when we would engage in the act of commerce, we would basically make the products as however we wished into the world. And then we would engage as an end of pipe initiative with corporate social responsibility and do something that is a little good to maybe make right all the wrong that we've done in the process of business. Arden Eden was born from a rethinking of the process. How could we assign value to the start of the design process so that everything that we do in the engagement of commerce would be good and would be mindful of the impact on the planet. And then at the end, we can also give back to local and global communities and just continue this holistic cycle of doing good. So all of our fabric is organic fabric. All of our packaging, is, is recycled, like we work with recycled papers our, our, uh, for our tags, our labels are organic cotton, our poly bags are biodegradable. Uh, so really thinking about every piece of the manufacturing process, not just the product, but the entire packaging in how it, it can have as little a negative impact on the planet. Got it. And, you know, who are your ideal customers? You know, are you looking at, uh, you know, people uh, who just, uh, you know, uh, parents who are looking at organic products and, you know, how do you differentiate yourself from, from other clothing brands? Uh, you can just talk about, you know, how do you get your first, uh, you know, thousand customers? So I think, I think that when I started, before I started the business, I did extensive research on, um, the changing playing field, the tonic shift in the industry, the millennial customer no longer will no longer. I mean, it's, it's very, they're very mindful about their purchases and the impact both on community and on the globe as a whole. So I, I saw the shift where 70 to 80% of the millennials say that they would buy from a, uh, a public benefit corporation or a B Corp company that really cares about the environment, uh, cares about, the uh, community. So I, I noticed that shift. So I also noticed that in the um, children's world, there's not just one or two people buying for a child from zero to four. There is probably 16 people buying for a child. So it's the millennial parents, it's their grandparents, it's aunts and uncles, it's cousins. And invariably, not only is the millennial customer caring, the millennial customer's parents are watching their children evolve and they are caring too. 
so the business developed also not only not only as a result of me searching for meaning and purpose but also as an answer to the changing face of the new consumer base okay and uh, you know do you have other competitors in the in this in, in the same space because i i believe you know the others also competing in the in the same category four major players in the us occupy 68% of market share every single player in the market is is a competitor whether they're doing organic or non organic some people you know so whatever whatever the product any any player in the children's field is 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 competition um my idea as i looked at the landscape and i saw the four goliaths on the field was like i cannot have a race to the bottom of the price pit i'm i am not in the market for um you know winning on price i i have built a very special business and i had to change the games of you know the rules of the game by which i was entering this playing field to build something of meaning to build very special product to have very inspired prints to work with collaboration of artists and just build a really soulful heartful product so i just reimagined the rules of the games and played it differently okay and uh, you know where are your uh, manufacturers from uh, are they from us or you 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 source your products from india all of our manufacturing is done in tirupur in india oh okay okay and, and how about the designing part that's done in house all of the design is done locally and we work locally here in the us and uh, all of our art comes from a global community of artists from around the world okay and uh, you know you know how are the unit economics you know what's what's a uh, how much do you do you source the products for and you know what what is the uh, what, what is the average order value of these these products usually when the customers buy from so um the average retail price on our products is between 24 to 45 dollars um we position the brand at the top end of the market so we are with all the premium retailers however i do not want uh, organic clothing to be uh, a niche product that is only available to a chosen few and we are working with middle america uh, to be able to uh, scale up the the business model as well so that it can have a wider reach to a wider audience uh, so that's the next phase that's our 2020 goal to be able to bring it to more of a, a wider appeal where the prices will be between 15 to 25 dollars a piece mm-hmm. um so just working on various models to make a very special brand very accessible as well okay and and, and do, you, do you usually you know you know ship your products by by air express or you know um, how 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 does it work do you have to uh, you know buy a lot of uh, you have to you know buy a lot of quantity of the of the products uh, beforehand or uh, you know do you have a couple of manufacturers in tripura who can who can help you you know uh, meet your demand uh we we place our orders based on confirmed buys here okay. it's a okay. different model from india where um you have a sale or return policy here every every order that's placed is against a confirmed po and we get paid for all of the shipments that we make so okay. it's it per po as it gets booked we place our orders so they're all confirmed buys okay and uh, you know i want to talk about your customer acquisition channels you know uh, uh, you know you i've uh, 
understood that you 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 grown really really fast over the, over the past couple of years but uh, what are your major customer acquisition channels are you putting lot of uh, money into into paid marketing channels like like facebook google uh, you know you know they just walk through uh, you know what are the different uh, marketing channels which are using so that uh, you are uh, you know not really burning out money but uh i just wanted to have an idea about you know what are you doing to acquire customers sure so uh when i started art in eden uh, the my my background prior to that was women's and men's business so this okay. was a completely new territory for me uh working with children's products and working in the manner that we built the business so it was literally starting from ground zero i wanted to be sure that before i i built to scale digitally i was able to touch and feel the entire experience of the product so instead of launching the brand direct to consumer digitally i took the path that i was very well conversant with and i had built my previous businesses on which was brick and mortar so brand okay. with uh, top department stores specialty stores so you had an opportunity to talk to buyers you had an opportunity to talk to store owners proprietors understand what sells what doesn't sell how is this hand feel is there attention to detail what is the price sensitivity and i think that has been an incredible learning for us because to be able to literally touch feel here uh, through trade shows all of the growth of the business and how how we've been able to shape the business over two years came from that very close con- connection with buying teams we're now in 2020 positioning ourselves ready to scale digitally because we've learned the market we've learned the process even children's business is a very difficult business in the us uh, by in terms of its testing and the parameters and the specs that are required to be maintained so we took the time and the trouble to make ourselves very uh, knowledgeable in in this new area of growth for us and now we're getting ready for scale so no we have not really addressed the digital potential which is a huge potential for the business because we're really making a a very special product organically and i i know we'll have much success but it's the next it's the next phase okay yeah so since so you know we have had a lot of entrepreneurs on the show uh, you know who's selling products on on shopify on and on amazon uh, but you've been successful in uh, you know you you putting up your products in specialty stores and then uh, uh, you know across india so uh, so you know what is the secret of of, of putting across your products uh, into into such a retail stores uh, you know you have to build some sort of a relationship with them and uh, uh, you know so you can just uh, you know walk through it for for listeners who are would want to grow the businesses and expand out of out of digital platforms like shopify and amazon i i believe that all brands have to be omnipresent Okay. we got to be present wherever the consumer is shopping so most often the consumer is shopping digitally at other times she wants to go to amazon sometimes she walks in the supermarket sometimes she walks into a club sometimes she walks into a mid tier store so i believe that a brand has to be present where the customer is present so while a lot of brands start their journey digitally in a couple of years they recognize that they also have to be in brick and mortar and they find different paths to get there either they have guide shops or they have a shop in shops or they partner with a major retailer but i think a multi channel approach to business is is the right way at least for me for art and eden uh, i would have ideally liked to start the business digitally 
Uh, that was the goal and the game plan, but it was the only piece of the business model and marketing channel that I had no prior experience in building. My prior experience came from brick and mortar. And so while I was going into a new terrain, I wanted to stick with an area of which I had comfort with the marketing uh, channels and the sales channels and build from there and also learn quickly from the very close interaction with the buying teams and then be able to take it to scale after we learn. So I, I believe 2020 is the year for us to really build our digital piece of the business. Okay. And so, so what you're saying around 100% of your sales are coming from, uh, from retail outlets and from offline? I wouldn't say 100%. We do have artandeden.com. We, we are selling on Amazon, but it hasn't been the singular focus of our, of our um, attention. It will become a, a growing part of our attention. Right now, it probably accounts, digital accounts for maybe 15% of the sales. Uh, it would be 50%. My goal is to make it 50% of the revenue uh, churn as we keep growing and building the brand. Okay, and uh, you know, if I may ask, you know, what are your monthly orders that you're doing every month, uh, and and what is your plan to, you know, you plan to expand internationally? So, so you know, what what how how do you plan to go about? Uh, we're currently at about. Um, we don't do it monthly, but we're probably we will end uh, twenty nineteen with a quarter of a million units booked, uh, okay. which is significant for a new brand. Yes. Uh, so we do it slightly differently. We do it seasonally. So it's, it's a buy per season and we're growing exponentially every season. So that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. And once the digital scale and international opportunities hit, this number will very quickly grow. Right. And, uh, and you know, uh, you also expanded to Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, you know, I, I, we have a lot of Amazon sellers who can, who can expand digitally into these countries, but... Uh, but I want to take your thoughts on, you know, how do you, how do you plan to expand into these countries uh, through, through offline retail? Uh, I believe I've been incredibly fortunate in my journey that um, it, the business model as a whole has attracted the attention of many key players in the market. So okay. uh, George Rudina is ex-global president of Ralph Lauren and has built uh, two successful children's companies. He heard a podcast that I had done um, last year, <coughs> me. and he reached out to me and said that he would like to meet me. And he met me last September. And when he came and heard the Art and Eden story, um, I, I shared with him that the dream of building out this business was born from uh, touching the life of 400, mil 400 kids in India in a school in Bangalore. And then I dreamt that night of touching the life of 4 million kids. And I was sharing that, that journey with him of how I exited two multi-million dollar businesses to build this and to build it to scale. And as soon as he finished hearing the story, he said he would like to embark on this journey with us. And I, I said to him, George, I'm just starting my journey. I'm not going to be able to afford to pay you. And he was like, I'll do this gratis. I will bring in all my technical knowledge, all my relationships, and let's, I'll help you build this company. And I don't want anything in return. And it was just, it was just surreal to have him sit here in our showroom and, and, and help, help with this, uh, you know, building out the brand. And he bought in the team from Canada and he's bringing in a team from Mexico. He's got a team ready in Japan. It's just, it's just humbling to walk in his shadow and be able to build alongside with him and it's very special. It's very special. And, and for the Europe um, opportunity, 
they reached out to us. They read our 2017, 2018 impact report that is on our Art and Eden website. And they called us and said, hey, uh, we're looking for a sustainable business to Europe and we would love to um, bring this business here. And I met with them last month and we signed an international agreement with them. So it's just been really awesome to watch how the universe is working to support us. Awesome. You know, that's, that sounds great. Uh, did you also have a part of it with your equity uh, for you know, getting uh, uh, a partner on board? Uh, pardon me? What, I, I didn't understand uh, the question. And did you also have to part away some equity uh, to, to get the partners on board to, uh, to expand internationally? Uh, no, no. Okay. Got it. And, and you know, how, how big is your team and, uh, you know, uh, what are your uh, next big plan for 2019-20? Uh, so we, we basically work a lot in advance. So almost okay. six, seven months in advance, uh, we work for the following season. So we have already started our spring 2020 uh, vision. So the spring 2020 vision is to, to build in all of the international channels that George has been instrumental in bringing on board. We are, I have meetings next month to start that process. We have a five member team here in the US and I have uh, three people working in India. I'm also working, um, I have a, a quality control office in Tirpur working to expand that team to a three member team. I have my operations happening from Bombay and working on currently with three people there and working to expand that team. So really looking to um, all non-customer facing opportunities to, off, um, to, to work out of India. So work, I probably probably be about a 10 member team in a couple of months. Okay, uh, so let's quickly do the top three. What's your favorite business book? Arden Eden was born from reading Lynchpin by Seth Godin, and that by far to me is uh, the most pivotal book in my life. Oh, he's, he's a great author. You know, I love, uh, you know, the other books from Seth Godin. I've not got the chance to read uh, Lynchman. So we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, if you could go back in time when you started Art and Eden or uh, your early businesses, what is the one thing you would have focused on? Look for the opportunity in every adversity. It always shapes you um, to do something better. Okay, and, and uh, what's your favorite online tools? Example, Gmail, Slack, uh, LinkedIn, Zoom. Uh, LinkedIn has been my uh, best friend through this journey. I've been able to make incredible connections uh, through that platform, and I would think it was it's awesome. I love Zoom as well. It just makes uh, the world so much smaller by being able to connect. So uh, yeah, LinkedIn and Zoom would be great. My my top two. Yeah, absolutely. These, these two are, are my favorite as well. Uh, you know, what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more about Art and Eden? Uh, any email that's listed on the website uh, would okay. reach to me. So info at Art and Eden or sales at Art and Eden.com would reach out to me. All right, Susan, thank you very much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate speaking to you. Thank you. It was a joy. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.